you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. in VB, Arkansas, and it's easier just to say, just north of Little Rock. And he and his wife have done a tremendous job there and have built a thriving congregation. And we're honored to have Rich and Sherry Price with us. Amen. And their daughter, Riley and Bentley. And now, some of you, some of you know him as Richie, and some of you know him as Buddy and Friend because growing up, some of you Jason and Scott, and some of you grew up together playing ball together and spending summers together. I asked, I asked Pastor Danny last night. I said, "Hey, I, I don't want to." I, I think it would be cool if you would maybe, you, you could introduce Rich. And he said, well, I'm going to be on the drums. He said, you go ahead and introduce him. I said, well, you, you know, I'll step aside and let you introduce him. And he said, well, no, no, you, it's probably best for you two. And then I realized why. Because they grew up together. I know Rich as assistant Jesus. That was all I ever knew. That was all I ever knew. Everybody referred to him as assistant Jesus. For those of you that don't know, our late Bishop Price um, this is his grandson. This is Danny and my wife's first cousin, and uh, he's the real deal. And uh, I love him deeply and honor and respect him deeply. We're glad to have him with us today, and he's here on my invite and even a little arm twisting because they were going to leave and go back to Arkansas, but he agreed to be here today, and I want you to make him welcome and pre- preach with the preacher. Pastor Rich Price, take your liberty. I know you've done it, but let's go ahead and give all praise to the Lord. Just lift your voice to Him today. We magnify you, Jesus. Glory to God. Tell two people, I don't care who you pick, so you don't even have time to pick wisely, tell two people that they look beautiful today. Now let's all repent just for a moment before you're seated. Now you may be seated for just a moment. It feels fantastic. 
in this service this morning. And I don't know if it's a good thing or not, because the more I know about God and get to know God, the more I've taken things out of my life. And so you find yourself weeding things out, and I've also noticed that in, our, in my vocabulary. Now, I'm from Arkansas, so it's already limited. But words like awesome, you can't say that's an awesome set of drums. And you can't say that's an awesome bottle of water. But you can say he's an awesome God. So I say that just letting you know what I mean when, I, when I'm about to say what I say. Because you can also say that when you mention things referring to things that are God's and what God is doing. So I don't say this just because it's a word. I've taken it out of my vocabulary and I only insert it when I realize what I'm saying. This is an awesome church. Just look what God's doing around this place. What an awesome move, and what an awesome work, what an awesome baptism we're about to see in this place. I'm thankful for what God is doing, and I don't take it lightly um, to be here this morning. Brother Jordan is correct, and it's not because I didn't want to be. I've got a little bit of my dad in me that I have a hard time not being there on Sunday at our home church, and to be honest with you, it was my wife, Sherry. She said, why wouldn't you go? And then I had a moment, I had to just pray, God, am I supposed to go? Because I wanted to go, obviously, and, and it was a little arm twisting, but it wasn't that hard, because I, I felt something from the Lord that I'm going to share with you in just a moment, that I believe God has something for us. But I just want to say quickly, I won't go through the memory lane, but this is my second home, and I grew up here. The only thing I'm uncomfortable about is I don't see straight lines in any carpet anywhere, because Sister Nancy doesn't have to do that in this place. But I, Scott, if I could have a car, it's your car. I want a 66 Candy Apple Red Charger because I have a lot of um, fun childhood memories riding in the backseat of that car while he was going too fast, I guess. And I love everybody in this church. And most of all, though I love my whole family, we're here to see what they're doing. Most of all, I'm here to see Becky because she's the only one that remembers my birthday. Can I just take a moment for just a moment? Brother Jordan said, take your liberty. I'm just going to share just a couple of things with you before I start this morning. No youth group staying in. Thank y'all. Y'all get bored. Raise your hand. I've got a few of these in my pocket. And I, whoever wants this one can have it first. Just, just, just a few of them. So if you get bored, just tell me. Your pastor said a while ago, he said, God is doing something. And it's hard to explain what he's doing. Because it's happening. We, we had, and I share this not to, sh not, not to say what, what's happening um, in our church, but just to let you know it's happening. It's no different than we understand that this pandemic situation that we've had to go through, the, the world change has been everywhere. Would you say that with me? Everywhere. doesn't matter what town you go to, what county you go to, what state you go to, what country you go to. doesn't matter what environment they're used to. Everybody has had to be 
affected by this situation. And that lets us know that there's something going on. Well, I, I feel that same thing as he was sharing some things about what's happening here at this church and not maybe to the same scale or whatever, but I kept thinking, I know what you're talking about. You can't explain it. We had, we had a, a young lady in our church. She's 16 years old. She was working at Sonic. She came in and she, she said she was nervous because she knows how our church can be, and she's a good girl, but she was worried about inviting a friend, her manager, to church because she was worried that we were going to do what we do especially if Brother Dylan Jordan's preaching. And she said, I'm just a little nervous because and this man, young man has never been to church before. He didn't know anything about church. His name is Tyler, and he wouldn't mind me mentioning his name. He came over, and he sat on the, on, the le, on the left side that I'm facing. Tyler came to church. We had a powerful move. It wasn't necessarily that kind of service, but the service was over. Never been to church before in his life. Knew nothing about it. When church was over, we were all talking. We were about to go, go out to eat, and I heard an uproar. It was praise what it was. And what had happened was Tyler was shaking. And somebody said, what's, you okay? He said, I don't know what's going on. And they, they said, what's wrong? He said, I'm shaking. I don't know what's going on. And they said, that's the presence of God. And they said, do you want the Holy Ghost right now, Tyler? He said, I don't even know what the Holy Ghost is. They said, lift your hands. And it wasn't even 30 seconds and I appreciate the Bible studies that are happening here. You've got to do that, and that is what's needed. But it wasn't after a Bible study. It wasn't after going through a childhood of church. It was after about 30 seconds. Tyler lifted his hands. Before he knew it, he was speaking in tongues. and never knew you could speak in tongues. And here's the beautiful part. Tyler's still here. That's been weeks ago, months ago. That wasn't just a one-time experience, him coming in and leaving. God is doing something. And what he is doing is a quick work. If you want to be a part of that quick work, right now is the time to be involved in what God is doing. I feel a praise. I wish you'd just lift your voice to the Lord right now and pray. We magnify you, Jesus. As you turn with me in your Bibles this morning, you can turn to the 137th Psalm. I got to share one more thing with you, just because I believe sometimes translation has a hard time allowing some people to figure out what's going on. And I liked what Brother Jordan said about, I believe it's Jamie, saying, I don't know anything you said. Well, let me tell you something, Sister Jamie. We all relate to that. This individual was in our church. It was a transfer student, a young man that was invited by one of y'all, um, your age group, to church. His name was Alex. He's from Taiwan. And he came to our church with an invitation and he didn't know what to do to the point where he's, I remember seeing him. He was walking out to go to the bathroom. All he was doing was getting out of there quickly. In his mind, he was saying, I'm never coming back here. And about that time, a young lady in our church was praying. and She was speaking in an unknown tongue as she was praying. And as she was speaking in tongues, she began to speak Chinese. And Alex heard her, 
in his native tongue. And God said, embrace these people. So Alex, instead of going out to the bathroom, he turned around that morning and he said, God, if it's real, I want it. That same service, Alex, transfer student from Taiwan, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He's doing a quick work, church. So, Jamie, you may not understand it. Anybody else here may not understand it, but let me just say this. Embrace these people. This is where you need to be this morning. Amen. One more time, will you just clap your hands to the Lord? I've struggled with what, as far as this morning, because then I, when I look around, there's all kinds of things I could say, but I know that the Lord put, put something in my heart, and it has not left, so I'm going to share with what I know the Lord put in my heart this morning. We're going to trust Him in this place. The 137th Psalm, verse 1, it says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they, there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they wasted us... Excuse me, and they that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. Verse number four, they said this question. They said, How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? I want to talk this morning simply about a different kind of praise from a different kind of place. Would you mind just lifting your hand with me right now in this service and would. Would you just empty yourself just a moment? If you have anything you brought in here, would you just go ahead and take that out, Lord? Remove us of any distractions. Remove us of any iniquity, anything in us, Lord, that would block your word from entering our hearts right now. We submit to you. We submit to your will. We submit to your word. I submit to your word today, God. Let your word have free course today in this service. Speak to us, I pray, God, in Jesus' name, Lord, not only that you'd anoint me as I speak it, but you'd anoint our hearts and our ears as we receive it, I pray. God, let your word that is life, God, be received in this place right now, in Jesus' name. And everybody shout it out as loud as you can, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated today. A very unique experience happened to me when I had the privilege of going to a Deaf conference. I've never been to one. It was Arkansas. In my mind, those kind of conferences were always for those kind of people. Not that that was beyond me or beneath me or above me or anything like that, but I knew that, that it was for them and I was respecting that. But in this case, it was really something that I was supposed to go to the conference, so I wanted to go and enjoyed being there. But we, we opened up the service with our music. We had people there. It was a conference, so we had people there that were invited, pastors and whoever else that were there. And we opened up the, the service kind of like this service. We opened up with songs. We had moments where people got up and greeted one another and, and, and gave announcements and those kind of things. And then about 15 minutes after our portion was done, we handed the service over to they that were run the conference in the deaf ministry. And that's when the service changed. And even the environment of the service changed. 
As I was in that place, they put the microphone. They didn't need microphones in their kind of service. And they didn't have music playing in that service. And it was a little uncomfortable, even though, and you know what I'm trying to say this morning, it was unfamiliar to how I have church because I like, I like to have the goosebump, not that the goosebump's wrong. I think God gave us goosebumps on purpose. Don't you? When you get the goosebump, that means, all right, it's about to get good in this place. And I, I sometimes need the goosebump. If you get hungry, you can kill the goose. Either, any of that stuff's appropriate. But they didn't need music. They didn't need microphones. One time, a cell phone rang in the service. That throws me in left field. And so right now, if your cell phone's on, this is the time to go ahead and put it in mute, I guess. Because in most of our service, the cell phone rings, and it's usually going to ring, and they hold it up, and it's not the first ring. As their eyes are adjusting, it's the second ring. The third ring, and then you're hoping they're not going to do it, and sure enough, most of the time they do, right in the middle of service. Hello? And that throws everything out the door. But this service, not one person minded the cell phone ringing. A man got up and began to tell his testimony, and he was using sign language, and he was also speaking with his mouth a distorted sound that I could kind of make sense of what he was saying. But we didn't really know exactly what he was saying. And then he said, I'd like to sing the song I wrote. So I was sitting over here on the platform with a couple of other men. And that gentleman began to sing his song. And I've never in my life been more moved as he began to pronounce words that I struggled to hear as he began to sing a song in tune, whatever, whatever range he was using that I've never heard. It, it, it wasn't a song. It wasn't a melody. But to him, it was a song. And I had to sit up here on the platform, and I heard somebody yesterday talk about the ugly cry. It was full-blown ugly cry going on with us three that were sitting up here trying to be distinguished. I've never been moved like that before in my life. I've never felt that before in my life. It was a different kind of a praise from a different kind of place. I didn't know anything about that. I've never seen it before. I've never heard it before. I've never felt it before. It was from a place that, that I'm not familiar with and a place that I don't know and I can't comprehend and I can't relate to. And, the, and it's also a song that I've never heard before, and it's a song that I could never sing. I called my dad after that service. I said, Dad, you've got to get this man down to your church and have him sing. And then he began to tell people, as he began to hear what was going on, I've never heard anything like that in my life. And I went there to that service feeling sorry for these people. But as I looked out in that crowd, I, I, my mind was going back to this process after it was over. I, I remember none of them... We're feeling sorry for themselves. Nobody was complaining. Nobody was asking for prayer. They weren't bringing the anointing oil to us to say, will you please get us out of this situation? They weren't there even to be healed. I was saying, Lord, heal these people. But then I began to realize something about that atmosphere and about that situation, that this kind of praise only comes from this kind of place. 
I feel like the Lord has me maybe here this morning to help somebody who's struggling about the place that you're in this morning. I realize that may be a few of you. We may all relate to it. This may be one of those services where you walk out and say, well, that was great, but that wasn't for me. But let me warn you for just a moment. If we're not careful, we'll get, we'll get sidetracked or, or, or knocked off our rails if we don't realize that every one of us are going to be taken to a place sometime in our lives. And we find ourselves oftentimes in a different kind of place. You know what I'm talking about this morning. We need to hear your song. We need to hear your song. More importantly than that, God needs to hear your praise. Amen? You're saying it, I'm not saying it because you're saying it wrong, but I want you to receive that for just a moment. So that word amen means so be it or let it be. So what, what, what I'm trying to make sure we understand before we go any further is God needs to hear our praise. So if you feel that, with us together, just shout it out, amen. Let it be, Lord. Let it be the person beside me, the person in front of me, the person behind me, my neighbor, the person driving by the church right now. God needs to hear your praise. Just let it out for just a moment if you don't mind. From the youngest to the oldest, from the well and from the feeble, let it out for just a moment. God needs to hear your praise. Here's the problem sometimes with us. We feel like sometimes our song is not worthy to be heard. We feel like sometimes our song is out of tune. I relate to that. I'm shy. I get nervous doing things that I'm not supposed to do. I don't like being up front. So here I am. We get nervous when we're thinking, what are they going to think about our song? That man didn't. He wasn't worried that we didn't understand his words. He wasn't worried that his mouth didn't enunciate the right positions. He wasn't worried that his tone was not any tone that I could ever hear before. But he just sang his song. And it just about put me to my knees as I heard a praise from a place that I never even realized it could come from. We need to hear your praise this morning. These that were carried away, the Bible speaks about in the 137th Psalm, they were carried away to a place called Babylon. What, if you don't know the story, what, what, what happened was these, the children of Israel were taken captive. Their homes were destroyed. Their lives were destroyed. I realize we've gone through a little process this past year that it feels like we've been uprooted, but we haven't truly been uprooted. The truth is we've made it just fine. And I realized there were tragedies and there were circumstances and things like that. But as far as, as life's concerned, we never, we never went hungry. We never went without, even though it was an adjustment, definitely. But in this case, in this place of Babylon, this place of captivity, they found themselves in this different kind of place, this unfamiliar place. And the last images in their head was of the place that they loved, a place called Zion. And they could see it as they were leaving, burning behind them, and destruction, images of their houses and their vineyards and their labor and their temple, as they could not believe what was going on in their lives. So you can understand this morning the weeping that somebody would have in that situation. 
I mean, I'm a grown man, but I think I would weep in that situation. They were, they were devastated by what took place. Everybody say they were afraid. I, don't, I know we're not supposed to have fear, but just like the goosebump, God sometimes causes us to understand what afraid means. Afraid causes you to get to your knees, and afraid causes you to call out to God. And I, 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 we realize that was what was going on, but in this moment, they're in shock. They're hurt. They're devastated. They can't believe what has happened has happened. As they remembered Zion, it was behind them now, and they're in a place, a strange place, an unfamiliar place, a devastating place. And this is where the Bible says they hang their harps, their instruments, their, their praise instruments, they hang their harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there are they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they required of them myrrh, which is praise or joy. And they were saying to them, sing us one of the songs of Zion. In other words, the enemy had seen their praise. And what he was saying is, we saw you when things were good. But let's see how you do it now when things are bad. Amen? I feel the Lord speaking to somebody this morning in this place. And I know that I know that you're, you're receiving it. And I, I, want, I want to make sure you understand it's not me trying to say something right or, or say something from my mouth. It's me trying to make sure that everything that's going in here from God is going through here so that it goes out my mouth right into your heart. Because if you can get what God is trying to say, then God is going to help us get through this different kind of place this morning. Let's see you sing now is what they were saying. I've watched you jump and I've watched you shout. I've watched you bring people to church. I've watched you have joy. But let's see you praise now. So they hang their harps upon those willows. They said, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange place? This passage explains to me why some... I believe are kind of there in that place struggling with their praise because they're in that strange place. And I realize many times I, I, don't, I don't try to pretend like I know everything. I can't relate to somebody who's gone through a, a process, process of addiction. I can't relate to somebody who's gone through a divorce. And I can't relate to somebody who's gone through many other things in their life. But I can relate to sin. Amen? But I wonder, I know how some people are struggling with their praise, and, and you don't feel like praising. You don't have words to say, and you don't know if you would praise, if it would look right or sound right or be right. And so what we do is we hang our harps on the willows. And we say, well, I, I want to, but I can't sing in this place. I'm trying to encourage somebody this morning to sing your song. There's no church that I know of that has better music than this. It's, it's powerful. I mean, it's powerful enough that I, when I get done watching my Facebook post after our service, I go to this Facebook post to see how good it was over here. Let me tell you all something, Arkansas style. Y'all are good. It doesn't get any better than this. I, I like this designy water, but I like my Fiji water better, I think. That way when I'm done here, I can say I got to preach in Fiji and make it sound great. 
I like impressive things. I like good things. There's nobody better. I, I know we have drummers here, but I'm going to say it because he's my cousin. I'm only two weeks older. There's no drummer better than Danny Lytle. This is how good he is. I saw that look. I'm going to make you real uncomfortable now. Guy that he grew up with in Arkadelphia, our, one of our friends, Rick Lovell, hadn't seen him in 30 years. Brother Danny Lotto got a chance to play at um, General Conference. And at this moment, Rick Lovell was walking down the hallways of General Conference, and he hears the drums playing. He had, ne he had never played conference before then, have you? He hears the drums playing. He's out in the bookstore, and he says, is that Danny Lotto playing? Who gets that? That's the kind of talent y'all he have here, and that's not just the drum. That's the keyboard and the organ and the praise singers. I'm thankful for the excellence that's in this place. But let me tell you something in this service. As good as all that song, as good as that singing is and that music is and that talent is, I believe with all my heart this morning, if those of you that think that you don't have a song to sing, and those of you that think if you even tried to sing, that it would be way off key, and it would not even be in the same field as what this church is doing here, when you begin to sing your song, there will be a different kind of praise, and a different kind of experience, and a different kind of move that will happen in this church when you begin to praise. This church doesn't need your harps on the willows. This church doesn't need your songs to stay inside your voice. This church needs you singing your song. This church needs you praising with everything you have. Come on, just lift your voice to him. We got to lift our voice to him right now. Oh, I praise you, God. I praise you, God. I praise you, God. Mighty is your name, God. Mighty is your name, God. Mighty is your name, God. I fell to my knees whenever I found out we're having our first child because it was a miracle. My reaction was the reaction to what God did. And I'm thankful for it. And we had faith in it. I didn't even know I was going to say this, but when I look back on it, not to pat myself on the back, but I'm just looking at a perspective that I watch as now I pastor a church. Is I'm thankful when God answers the prayer. And I'm thankful when God does what we say he has already done, like Brother Dylan Jordan said. I'm thankful when I know what this baptismal tank is going to do for all y'all that are experiencing it for the first time because I know what's coming. But the, my, my reaction to the moment of what God did was what we do in praise. We, we say, thank you, Lord. And I was sitting in my, my bedroom as I, we found out that we're having our miracle child, and I began to thank God for what he did and what we knew he was going to do. But when I go back over my life and I realize the faith that we have, when we didn't have any answers, when I look at the journey we took, 
to Wichita, Kansas. We, we didn't have any money. When I walked inside that building, Brother Cornwell, that, that church runs about a 1,000, he says, you're preaching today. I wasn't there to preach, and I didn't have a message to preach, and I didn't preach. I just testified for just a moment. I didn't care what he said or what he wanted. I was going to do it. We sit in the front row. If he would have said, get in the baptistry, I would have done it. I was there for a miracle. And when I look back over that journey, this, this was praise, and I'm thankful for it. But so was it whenever we were walking without answers, when we were trusting without answers, when we were going to church and giving God glory without answers. And that's what some of you got to realize this morning, that just by being here, you're giving God praise. It's easy for me to come, but it might have been a struggle for you to come. But let your praise be heard this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just as we've been moved, just as I was moved by that song at that moment that changed my perspective, I believe with all my heart when you begin to praise. I'm talking about y'all that don't know if you have a praise to give. When you begin to praise, You've never seen jumping like you're going to see jumping then. You've never seen an outpouring like, you, like you're going to see an outpouring then. We're used to this kind of praise, but I'm talking about a different kind of praise. And I'm also talking about a different kind of result. I'm talking about a different kind of move. It's what Brother Jordan has been saying. God's doing something. We went through a different kind of year, a different kind of experience a different kind of process, a different kind of church, sitting at, sitting at home. And I, I've tried my best not to even go there. I want that to be yesterday. But the truth is, God did something in the midst of it. We were faithful, though we couldn't be faithful. We sang, though nobody was hearing our songs. And we watched God move. And look what God's doing in this place this morning. It's a different kind of move than I'm used to. Do you agree with that today? There's something going on in the atmosphere right now. Amen? There's something going on outside. People are taking notice of what's taking place. It's a different kind of move because we're offering a different kind of praise. I'll talk about the place for just a moment this morning. My brother Mark, who's not a preacher, but those of you that know him, Know that Mark's good at everything. He takes everything from us. I used to play the drums a little bit. Mark started playing the drums. I bought a bass. Mark mastered the bass. I preached. Mark started preaching. A little bit, I guess. Mark had something he shared, and he's more of a sharer. But this is something I'm going to give credit to my brother Mark. As he was explaining how Abraham with the sacrifice of his son. You know, that, you know that story very likely. It's in Genesis 22 if you want to read it later. But he takes his son. He's going to go up to the mountain. He's going to offer, offer his son Isaac. And, and the Bible says just when his hand was about to do what he was about to do, the angel stayed his hand. And the Lord provided a lamb that was caught in a thicket. And so that was a great miraculous moment, great story. And, but a perspective from my brother Mark, who is a hunter, 
Mark was saying, I began to think about this passage, and he said, I began to think in terms of how I hunt, so not how he hunts, but how people hunt rams. Anybody ever seen hunting videos with, with the ram hunts or the goats or the mountain goats or whatever? You have? Who hadn't? Mark said, I began to think about how they do that, and they, they take their, basically binoculars or whatever that thing is, it looks off miles and miles away, and they spot a mountain goat or a ram. Everybody say a ram. And they get their eyes fixed on that, and they know where it is. And so what do they do? They start going for the journey. I don't know where I'm going to go, but we got to get to that ram. And they go down this process, through this mountainous range, and doesn't matter how high it is or how low it is or how wet it is. They go through all this process of walking around until they get to a place that they can get to where that goat or ram is. So Mark was thinking in terms of this, and he said, the Lord speaks to him, and he says to, to um, Abraham, he says, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get into the land of Moriah. And offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I tell thee of. One of the mountains. One mountain's enough for me. No, Abraham, you got to go to one of the mountains that I tell you of. So he's going up and he's going down. He's going back ways. And I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know if God gave him clarity. But what I understand by this and what I understand by my brother Mark who takes everything from me. Is that the place was vital to the story. The place is where you're going to find what you need, Abraham. Abraham rises up early in the morning and he took his young, young men with him. He takes Isaac, his son, with him. And he claved the wood for the burnt offering. And he's walking on this journey. And he's not knowing what's going to take place. The Bible says he rose up and went unto the place which God had told him. I want you to get that out of your mouth for just a moment. Unto the place. That's so vital. That's so vital. you got to go to the place. Amen? We've got to be willing this morning to go to the place that God designed for us to go to. Well, I'll never be able to praise there, Lord. I'll never be able to, to, to offer what I want to offer there, Lord. You won't be if you don't get to the place. The Bible says Isaac and Abraham and his father, or Isaac said to his father, he says, my father, as they're walking, he says, Behold the fire and the wood. I've got wood. I've got, we, we, we got the fire with us. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham answers and says, My son, God will provide. Amen? I got a little papaw image in my mind when I heard that. I saw his bottom lip going sideways. And I heard it go with a deep swell. God will provide. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Amen? Can we say it like Brother Price used to say it? God will provide. Where are we going? We're going to go to the place that God told us of. Where's the sacrifice? God will provide. 
I realize his hand was up, but I believe this morning that he always knew that God would do what God said he would do, and he always does. It never occurred to him that God wouldn't provide. I just got to get to the place that he told me to get to. Well, where is it? I don't know. We'll find out when we get there. How far is it? I don't know. We'll find out when we get there. And when he got to that place, the Bible says that there was a ram caught in a thicket. That's what my brother was talking about when he realized. He said, you don't, you don't get that close to a ram. And I realized how in our minds we've always thought that it's just poof and it was there. And maybe it was, and the Lord can tell me when I get there. But what I believe, as I heard the wisdom of my brother telling this story, he, he said, I believe that, that whenever they approached that, maybe they were, they were coming against the wind, and that ram heard something in the, in, in the process, and it gets caught in the thicket. It wouldn't have happened, Abraham, unless you would have gotten to that place at that time, at that moment, and that's why you've got to get there. Don't get discouraged over the place this morning. You're there for a reason. You're there for a purpose. You're there for what, what God has in store for you. That's what God has. It's where he has the provision. I know you're doing it, but I want to do this together one more time. Hallelujah. I realize Babylon's a different kind of place. But God had always intended on bringing them out there, uh, of there. I realized this morning that Babylon was the hand of the enemy. But it was also the plan and process of God. I don't know why God does it that way. Probably if we would just do what we're supposed to do right. I'm not saying what you're going through is for any reason, but in their case, it was. It was to get their attention, and they got their attention. I'm going to say that again. I know they were in the hand of the enemy. But they were also in the plan of God. The Bible says, For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And that's the problem. They had their minds on their enemy. And they heard the mocking. They heard them tempting them and saying, Well, see what you can do now. But the enemy wasn't the only ones that carried them there. God allowed this process because God had a plan. Amen? Egypt, as Israel was taken off into Egypt, was a horrible process, but God allowed that process. And I, I know the Bible says, when, when, it, when you think about this process of this verse, I've never thought about it until I heard that song at that deaf conference. The Bible says, I have surely seen the affliction, their affliction, and I have uh, and I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. I realize that's pain and sorrow. And I realize that's circumstance. But when you understand that they're faithful in the midst of their waiting, and they're faithful in the midst of their process, I believe what God was hearing, even though they didn't realize it, was a different kind of praise from a different kind of place. So we have to understand the place we're in. I want to talk about praise this morning. We're not going to be much longer. 
Do we understand the place? Anybody feel like you're in a different kind of place? Would you just lift your hand this morning if you feel that way? There might be some young hands. There might be some elderly hands. Different kind of place. I've been there before in my life. I want to talk about a different kind of praise for just a moment. No place is a praise-free zone. We went to an SN conference this past week, and we found out that though we're parents and we're paying for things, we're not invited unless we had the little green lanyard. We, had to, we were on our own. You had to have a special ticket to get in. Let me tell you something this morning. If you're struggling, you don't have a special ticket to not offer God praise this morning. Nobody has an exception card. No place is a hang your harps here place. They got a coat rack right here for your coat. They, 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 may, have, they may have all kinds of hospitality for your needs, but there's nothing here that says, I know you're going through it this morning, so you don't have to praise this morning. This is a place of praise. Amen? We serve a God that not only deserves, but requires praise of us. It's not because he's mean or selfish, but he understands what praise does for us. He understands the deliverance that comes through our praise. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. In everything, give thanks. Let's say it together. In everything, give. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It's not his will that you come in here this morning and saying, well, I would, but I'm not going to. No, your deliverance is in your praise. Amen? Your deliverance is in your praise. Another passage says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Sister Paula, I got a feeling this morning. I don't know anything about it, but I love you. And I can see that the Lord maybe has had you in a different place. So just help me out for just a moment. She used to babysit me a little bit. hope I'm not going too fast. Is it a struggle for you to get to church sometimes? No? Is it a struggle physically ever? No? I need somebody else. No, I'm just joking. It's not as easy for her as it is me. But when I see people in this church that are offering praise in this church, it does something for me, Sister Paula. Don't ever lose your praise. Amen? Don't ever lose your praise. Let me say it this way, and I know I'm speaking for every minister, and I know I'm speaking for Brother Jordan also. You have not lost your value in this church just because your praise may be a little slower or a little softer, but your value is greater than it's ever been. Let your play, praise be heard in this place. I will bless the Lord at all times when I'm young, when I'm old, when I'm able, and when I'm feeble. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. 
Just remain standing for just a moment with me this morning. The music can come. As important as it is to trust God in the place we're in, we must also be willing to praise God there. Because that's how you're going to get your victory. I know it's the most obvious scripture this morning, but I want to just make us understand the reason behind it. When Paul and Silas prayed, the Bible says at midnight, if you back up a little bit, you realize they're in prison. Life's not good. I've been doing the work of God, and why is all this happening? But Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them, the Bible said. And here's the exciting part about this moment. And suddenly, they didn't do it because it was going to happen. They didn't know the result of it. They're in that place of bondage. They're in that place of my everything in me says I'm going to hang this right here for a while. But something inside of them said I will bless the Lord at all times. And even in this place, and even in this moment, and even at this time of this dark day, we're going to praise Him. So that's what they began to do. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And everybody's saying immediate, immediately, God's doing a quick work. Amen? That young man, Tyler, that was sitting over there, God's doing a quick work. Immediately, the Bible says, all the doors were opened. Those doors they didn't ever think they could walk through. Those doors they never realized that they could break through. Those impossibilities that kept them bound. Those addictions and those circumstances and those pains and those agonies and that frustration and all that was going on. All the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. It was a different kind of praise from a different kind of place. And I believe in this service this morning we're going to see... God do a mighty work in somebody's life. It's natural for our young men and young ladies, and I don't want to stop y'all from coming. Please come, but come in a minute. And I'm not trying to twist anybody's arm here. I felt impressed with the Lord just now to do this. It's nat natural for the younger ones to come first. But I wonder this morning... If somebody can just validate or confirm the word of the Lord this morning in this place, that you know God's talking to you. In this place, you're struggling. In this place, you may have had a hard time singing. But you wouldn't mind walking out from where you are. You'd come down this place. We're not going to put the microphone in your mouth. We're not going to even watch you. This is not about us and you. This is about you and Him. But you just walk down in this place and you would show forth something that may have been struggling to happen in your life and reveal to these young men and these young ladies a different kind of praise from a different kind of place. I believe with all my heart when you see that something different is going to happen in this place. Would you come, somebody, whoever you are? It may take you a while. Would you come this morning? It doesn't matter what the song is. It doesn't matter how loud it is. It doesn't matter how soft it is. Just offer that praise right now. Thank you. 
praise you, God. I praise you, God. your praise out from your strange land. Somebody needs to let your praise out from your strange land. Exactly where you are. God sees where you are. 